Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Connor Brown. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media and more. Have you ever found yourself wondering about the dynamic forces shaping today's social media landscape? Maybe you're eager to uncover the strategies that make a social media brand not just survive, but truly thrive. Or you could be seeking ways to harness the exciting potential of Web 3.0 and the metaverse for your own digital footprint. If those thoughts have crossed your mind, well, today is your day. We are excited to have a guest who has navigated these waters with exceptional skills. She is an expert in the art of social media strategy, transforming ideas into impactful, wildly wildly recognizable online communities. Katie Brinkley will be sharing her valuable journey, her insights, and her best practices for making a mark in the digital world. So sit back, clear your schedule, clear your mind, and get ready for this week's episode of Social Media News Live. Katie, so excited to have you back on the show today. I love every minute that I get to spend with you, Jeff and Connor. I know I'm new to your world, but you guys are a lot of fun. And before we we went live here, you definitely made my morning with the, the beard, uh, beard hair on the microphone. Oh, and yes, bring that I, up. Yes, it, <laughs> it it made me laugh. So anytime I get to spend with you guys is great. So thanks for having me back. Yeah, Connor, you got to watch what he says sometimes, but um, I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, I, I, we'll get to all the comments because we got your fan club showing up already. But if you guys don't know who Katie Brinkley is, let me introduce you. Katie has been leveraging social media to grow audiences and income for over 18 years. Since the time of MySpace, she's helped her clients build a strategy to attract the right followers and, genu- and generate consistent inbound leads as little as an hour a week. From building corporate level growth strategies for AT&T and DirecTV to implementing done for you social media for solopreneurs and local businesses, Katie has been at the forefront of the changes in how buyers engage on social media and utilizing her platform agnostic strategies. Katie's clients have been able to see bottom line results at every stage of the sales process. She's got a history of radio journalism mixed with her social aptitude. This allows her to bring a unique insight and leverage her client stories into the forefront of their social strategy. Katie, you also have a book that just came out. I stole the title, The Social Shift, but make sure you guys go check that out over at katiebrinkley.com forward slash book. That's where you can go get it. I was lucky enough to get a advanced copy. It is amazing. So make sure you go to katiebrinkley.com forward slash book. Look at her holding it up. Yeah. That is amazing. Look at that. So, so pr- I mean, I, I love it when my friends do stuff like that. That is so stinking cool. Um, you, you know, Jeff... Writing a book is 
it is a labor of love. It is like <laughs> birthing a child. Um, I when I got when I got it in the mail, I started getting all emotional because oh, yeah. I was like, I can't believe it's finally done. It took me eighteen months to make to to write this book um, and get it published. And luckily, it did take me that long because you know Twitter is now X, and <laughs> AI so yeah. has made a lot of changes in the way that we show up online. So I was able to incorporate all that into the book. But um, yes, thank you so much for your your testimonial. I think that you are. I'm yes, on your website. You I saw it. Oh, look at there. Wow. Look, see, I mean, I'm I'm in print. I live forever now. So that yes. is. I'm so appreciative of you. Very, very cool. Well, thank you for that. Um, before we jump into it, and look, we got some great comments coming in. I want to do a shout out to our show sponsor that makes everything possible. You can find out more about the amazing tool, which is Ecamm at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's what we use to go everywhere and broadcast and change all this cool stuff you see going on. They're an amazing company. And by the way, not only the meetup that we're doing with them uh, before PodFest, and they're actually going to be sponsoring a track at PodFest. They also have this really cool, if I can bring it up here, a season's streaming giveaway that we've got going on right now. You can win a ton of different things uh, from Ecamm. You can actually, um, they're they're doing like my course is going to be one of the things. You can get one year of Ecamm Live Pro and Ozbot. It's this awesome camera that you can have track you and do all this stuff. A switch pod, uh, free access to 94 ways to repurpose live video, one hour fast track with Stephanie Garcia, uh, my course, like I mentioned. And how do you enter, you ask? Well, that is easy. You can just go to this, oops, wrong one. This one right here, ecamm.tv forward slash seasons dash streaming. They're giving away two of these packages. So make sure you guys go check that out because I think you only have five days left to enter and there's multiple ways to enter. Once again, ecamm.tv forward slash season dash streaming. Go enter and win. I want that camera and I can't even play. So anyway, that's uh, what's going on right now. Seasons dash streaming is what you want to check out. And anyway... Uh, Connor, I don't think they would even let you because you're on the show. I'm so sorry, my friend, but uh, I know. Look at this face fall. All right, let's get into some of these comments here. We've got Gary, as I said, and Tra Tacey Atkinson. Uh, she cannot. Oh, she's coming to PodFest. Oh, Tra nice. Tacey, you Let's need see. to come to our meetup the day before. That will be a lot of fun. I know you're in Canada, but just come on down a day early. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think Jim Fuse is going to be there. He says, good morning, beautiful people and chef. Thank you right. very much, Jim. He's like, he's cut from the same cloth as Connor right there. Uh, Tacey's saying hi, Katie. And everybody's talking to each other here in the chat. Oh, and Gary says he has an Ozbot. I work e weekends and it tracks every move. And I've been, <laughs> uh, tracks every move. And I've been married to her for 22 years. That's funny, Gary. All right. So we won't get into that. So here we go. And Tacey's going to be there. She says, very, very awesome. All right. Let's go into this first section because this, we're going to dive right into Katie's book. And this is all about what she has been talking about for and tons of research in this book, uh, Katie. So talk about kind of your process um, that you took to write this book, because I mean, there's a lot of studies in there. There's a lot of cool like facts and figures. I mean, stuff that I didn't even know. And I've been in this business for a long time too. So talk about how you got it pulled up, put it all together. Well, I wish that AI and ChatGPT was <laughs> <laughs> around when I started this book because it would have been a lot easier. Uh, but like you said, it it is the 
the history of social media of, of connecting because we've always want as humans we've always wanted to find ways to connect with each other to find different ways to build our community from like you said i start with the telegraph and morse code and how that we were using these tools to find connection and social media that's what it started for that's that's why you know we had myspace was for connecting mm -hmm. listeners to bands and what has happened over the past two decades just of social media has been incredible right but it's it's going to i think that we have to be aware of how we are showing up online and the way that we are forming connections online because things are changing quickly as as we saw in the last year in 2023 the the introduction of AI, how it's made such a difference with our, our way we can create content. How is that going to change, you know, over the next one to five years? And so we have to be really cognizant of, of how we're showing up, how we're building community and how we're connecting, because otherwise we're going to lose that, that form of connection that I feel we've already somewhat lost. Uh, I say in the book, the way we're using social media now is more like a, a television. It's like Netflix. Mm. Uh, we have our own little short form binging that we can watch in our pocket at any time of day. And we're, we're not using it the way that it was originally intended to be used. And so we have to be more aware and intentional with our time that we're giving these social media platforms. Because if we go into the next iteration of the internet, the way that we're using it now, we are going to lose any sort of connection that we that we as humans need. Mm. That's yeah. kind of scary. Boy, we start out on a yeah. kind of a down note, Katie. Geez. Well, oh, <laughs> no, just, sorry, we'll get into some of your, your Merry your, Christmas. <laughs> but I, you know, that's one thing that Jeff always talks about that, about how it's kind of evolved from social networking to social media, right? It's, it is this entertainment sort of thing. So, so Katie, as you explore in, in your book and just your own personal feelings, how have you seen social media evolve from its original intent to what it is today? And, and what do we need to really be cautious of in, in its current state? Yeah. And I, I mean, like you said, I'm not here to just be a bunch of doom and gloom. <laughs> I, I think that what we need to do is just be more intentional. And Jeff, you're so right on. It's social media it all these businesses now joe palizzi said it on his uh his podcast uh this old marketing now you basically businesses need to have their own media channels yeah. their own media strategies and we it has evolved from these from businesses and creators showing up to build community when you're building a community this another thing we were talking about earlier but when you're building a community you have people that are there to support you and tell their friends about you, their family about you and be there, you know, be your biggest fans. And we've moved away from that. Now it's, you know, what, what high can I get from likes? How, how many new followers can I get? I, I need to go viral. And that's, that's not what it was intended for. We, we have to go back to that intentional time that we're spending on social media we have to be uh, showing up to build our community uh, last week right before my book came out uh, my website went down and mm. 
if it wasn't for the power of my community that stepped in, I didn't ask for them to help me, but people reached out and said, I'd love to help you. Let's go into zoom and see what we can figure out. I, I wouldn't have been able to get my website back up and get this book launched. And that to me, it spoke volumes of the way you can build a community when you go in with intention and you, you're not just trying to publish more, 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 more. When you go in with intention behind your social media, you don't need to post all the time. You can build a community and a magic can happen. Yeah. I I think what you said about community is, uh, that's what I mean. And you Connor mentioned it, that I, I, I think the power is going into that communities and, and not being so much of a media, you know, pushing things out all the time, but actually diving in and knowing like Gary shows up every week, Jim shows up almost every week and Tacey's shows up. I mean, all the people who are in the community who actually are here and the value and the relationships that are built from that. And it's not just to sell stuff. It's like, I mean, you went and said, Hey, I got an issue. Uh, and then people just kind of poured in and said, listen, I can help with that. Let's get on a zoom call. I think that really is cool. And that's what I think social media is made for. Um, when you look back and when you're pulling this stuff for the book together, did you see like certain milestones in the evolution of these platforms like Facebook and like Instagram that started moving us away from that? Or was it when we, you know, can you go something like, Oh, when they took away the chronological feed, that's when it started. I mean, what is your, what are your thoughts on like the milestones that caused this state to get to where we are at today? Yeah. I think that what we've seen with all these platforms, I I mean, I wish every social media platform, you know, owner or, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon, I wish all of them could have the same kind of goals of, of Tom from MySpace, where they just take their $50 million and retire and live a happy life and don't worry about selling all of our data. But I think that a lot of it changed when they got rid of the wall. Um, If you remember Facebook, there was no feed. It was a wall where Mm -hmm. people reached out and then rode on other people's walls. And it seems so basic now. I mean, honestly, that's kind of what uh, Threads was when it first came out was right. MySpace 20, 2009. Um, but I think that once they got rid of the wall, so much changed because then it was just like scrolling to see what was next, what was next, what was next, where the intentionality was now gone. And we were all just in the algorithm. Like you said, Mm -hmm. the chronological feed going away was the next thing that I think really changed the way that we're showing up and how we're building community and connection. Because now I can follow you, Jeff, I can follow the show, but unless I've built my own algorithm by engaging with your content and watching everything and commenting on everything, they might, especially during the holidays, because everyone's paying for that very mm. valuable spot in your right. feed, I might not ever even see it. I might not might not know about you know your your giveaways or that you're going to Podfest unless I've gone over to your page, done the research, and tried to connect with you. And so I think that this is where we've we've really lost a lot of the capabilities of building out our own communities because we're relying on an algorithm. Mm-hmm. We're relying on uh, how what they they think the algorithm thinks that we want to know more about to build our communities. And, you know, then when short form video, when TikTok came out, I think that really turned it into a consumption based uh, 
platform. It's it turned into just a good right. competitor to Netflix. Yeah, I, I agree. And and the thing is, even you know, you and I know like how this stuff works, right? Like we know, you know, the algorithm is trained like on TikTok or even Instagram Reels to suck us in, right? But I swear. I still will pull up my daughter said, Hey, I sent you something on Instagram and I'll go there and it's a funny reel. And then the next one will come up and I'll, and then I look up and I'm like, there's an hour gone. I'm like, what did I do? They've won again. And so, um, it's a hard as a marketer, you know, we have to get our message for our clients and for ourselves out in front of people, but it's a struggle when you're competing against that kind of stuff. And we are all not funny cat videos, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> so it's really, it's a really tough. Connor, did you have a question? I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. I think. Yeah. I, I think, you know, one interesting thing is, and I know when you, when you started writing this book, Katie, obviously so much has happened. So <laughs> kind of, it's hard to look into a crystal ball because I don't know of a, an industry that has been so quick to change as social media has in, in the digital landscape for sure. But how do you see the role of social media for us creators, for us entrepreneurs and, and businesses changing in, in the next decade, how are we going to use it and, and go forward with it? Well, I still think that anything that you are doing on online, all digital marketing, social media, blogging, podcasting, live streaming, it is essential for awareness for your business. Yeah. And what we're doing right now, this is a live stream. Some people will, will will watch later or listen later. I mean, that. but at the same time, what I just did there where I kind of stumbled over myself and cut myself off, that can't be replicated by AI. Mm. And we're, we're seeing people create digital clones of themselves or, or doing the deep fakes of themselves where all they have to do is have a... Is, submit their license, you know, their likeness over to Agen or uh, one of those, you know, platforms. Now you can have your own digital clone, read an AI script, and there you have your videos. And it's like, gosh, we're turning into computers, talking to computers, creating content by computers. And where's the human in all this? And this is, I think that this is where it's so important with what we're, like I said, what we're doing right now, this is this is where the community building happens. You have to have a plan in your social media, in your digital marketing, whether it's a podcast, going live on Facebook, whatever it is, to show up as you, yeah. to show up as a human, because this is the only way we're really going to build out that no like, and trust factor. And it's going to be really boring <laughs> to be on social media right. if we're just reading a whole bunch of AI written content. I, I definitely think that, you know, two years ago was when NFTs were extremely popular. Web3 was all the rage. And that stuff hasn't gone away. It just, you know, there was some bad cats out there. So it kind of got right. moved down a little bit. But the tech giants are still working on this. Like I have a friend who she puts on her meta oculuses and every week they have their team meeting in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's. That's what I, I definitely feel like Zoom stuff is going to go away. We're going to have our own little avatars. We're going to be able, like, I love going into my meta Oculus and seeing my friends playing games and stuff. Right. And we can play games. It's so cool. 
So I definitely feel like that's going to be a huge part of how we are showing up uh, is in this this metaverse. And but I but I think that we need to be really intentional with how we are creating our human content until, you know, the next iteration of the Internet comes out, because we are our biggest asset as a business owner. Mm -hmm. us right here. We are our biggest asset and we are what are going to be able to move the needle for growth in this world of AI as it's really taking over the entire digital sphere. Yeah. So one of the things I think what has the potential to change a lot of this is when Apple comes out with their new headset. Now I know it's $3,500. That's a (laughs) lot of money. It's not going to hit the the early adopt. I mean, the early adopters will buy it, but that may be the step where it starts to become more, you know, useful. I'm, I'm excited to get one because I am, I'm a nerd and I love that kind of stuff. And I love my Oculus too. Um, and, and maybe this is one of the steps to get us to, to what you're saying. The other point I wanted to bring on, cause you're a podcaster, you do live video. I think because I think of this AI and what you mentioned before, um, people, is it, is it really them speaking? Is it, you know, whatever it yeah. is doing live video and doing a podcast, I think is one of the ways to f- future proof your content because it's live. It's real. I can bring up Tacy's comment. I can bring up Gary. I can have this interaction. I know Jim was, uh, a, uh, is, is a, um, Marine. I think, gosh, what was it? I can't remember what his rank was, but anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I know all this stuff, but AI can't figure this out, you know, right away. And so I just think we're, a way to stay safe is doing live video and podcasting just because of this interaction that you get. So I wanted to talk about really quick before we move on to the next section is how like user interaction and content creation has evolved and where you see it going with AI, because I use AI every day. Now I do. It's amazing. It's helps me do stuff that I did not like to do before and helps me to, does it, I can do it quicker. So how has like the interaction and community building through the lens of your book kind of, change with AI? Yeah, I think that, you know, when when I first started writing the book, it was AI was not prominent at all. In fact, I had somebody, uh, Deidre, the CEO of Cap Show came up to me and she's like, Hey, I had this great new tool. I'd love, for, I'd love for you to try it. You know, she's from Australia. And <laughs> I was like, um, that's okay. I don't need AI for my podcast. Right. And now, I mean, who looks silly when she was like, yeah. Hey, I'd love for you to be a beta tester. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need AI. <laughs> I don't need robots. Yeah. But, but this is the thing. I, it, I think that with AI, ChatGPT, Capshow, you know, Claude, all of these different AI tools that are out there now, you have to be using them in some regard, because if you're not, you're going to fall behind. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these tools are there to support you, not yeah. to replace you. So use them as that support tool so that you can brainstorm different content ideas. Uh, you know, I've been using it to help draft my outlines for my podcast. I, I used it as before I sent it this off to the publisher uh, for the for the first round of copyright approval or uh, yeah, to, for the yeah. copywriter to go through and edit it. I was like, I just let me just make sure that it's it's the best it can be. And I asked it to act as an expert copywriter and to proofread my book and give me some feedback before I sent it off to a human. So right. I mean, use these tools to help you not to replace you. And like I said, if you're using it to replace you, 
yes, we can use it to write social media captions. Yes, you can use it to write out scripts and even use your voice and your likeness and everything else, but you can't have it replace you. You have to be cognizant of how you're how you're showing up online. Um, and I think that as AI continues to take you know more and more precedence in our our day-to-day lives, we have to know how to like I said use it as that tool to support us not to replace us. Right. Totally agree. And there's some cool tools. I mean, I just did a, a thing for Agora Pulse that you can actually, I think, go back and watch. Um, but it was all how to use it to create images that you use. Uh, and now video and some really cool stuff that you're not able to do before. It's uh, happening so fast. It's yeah. happening so fast. I mean, there's one second, like you, we've talked about this when you're on my podcast, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your Descript course, which is amazing. And you're like, gosh, I'm constantly having to update it because there's right. there's just new it's, tools coming yeah. out. There's new oh, like features, and I, I keep releasing. It's like, oh, but now I have to create another module. Yeah, and so and so I mean, like that it is moving so fast, and you have to be willing to accept this these computers in your day to day life, but don't use these to replace your community, and don't use it to just be like, okay. I'm done with it now. Check the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, I can use AI to respond to comments now. Check that box. Use it, you know, to, to help you brainstorm. Because then if you're like, okay, what is my ideal client asking? What is my target? So right. I've built out different customer personas, you know, so I know who my customer persona on LinkedIn is. It's very different than my persona on Instagram. If I still want to talk about the book being out, Right. What is a different way that I can show up between these two platforms? You know, because Eric is my platform, you know, ideal client on LinkedIn. And then Sarah is my ideal client on Instagram. Help me write, rewrite this for Eric. Help me right. think of a different talking point for Sarah. And and that's the way that you can show up so that you're building the content for your ideal clients. Because when you when you know who you're talking to, it's going to make a world of difference for building out your community because it's not just copy and paste it. It's not just a whole bunch of attention entrepreneurs, megaphone emoji, you know, it's, it's, it's actually you putting in the time to, to get to know your, your audience on each platform. That's a great point. One of the things too, that, I found really helpful with some of these tools is like, I can tell the script now to go get me time codes instead of me having to go find manually the time codes and break it down. It's still my content. It's not really doing anything other than sorting stuff and giving it me the time codes that I need, which is super helpful when I'm writing my show notes. Now, even uh, TubeBuddy and Descript is doing as well. It can actually say, hey, out of this long piece of content, these are the, the clips that would do really well for YouTube shorts, which is another yeah. huge helpful thing where you're repurposing stuff using AI, you're not creating, it's not making a robot Jeff doing it. It's telling me the best parts of that content to cut out and put out somewhere else. So that stuff, oh my gosh, that is such a time saver and is super helpful. So very, very cool. We should, we're going to do a show all about this. So, um, yeah. Uh, so Gary says, I discovered a lot of cool script functions. Thanks to you, Jeff. Well, thank you, Gary. You know what? You just earned a free spot in my course, my friend. So I'm going <laughs> to send me your email. I'll drop you in there for free uh, because you're just an awesome guy. Um, thanks, Gary. Um, and by the way, you can find that out at uh, jeffc.com forward slash script 101. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. I used, I, I signed up for it. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. So yeah. it's. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. It's it is changing all the time. All right, let's let's move on because we got a ton of stuff to cover. Uh, we want to talk about Web three yeah. 
and the metaverse. So Connor, I know you had a question about this. Yeah. You know, we've been throwing around a lot of, of buzzwords, right? NFTs, AI, chat, GPT, metaverse, Oculus Rifts, right? Headsets, all sorts of things. Katie, in those <laughs> basic terms for those unfamiliar, the uninitiated, how would you explain Web 3.0 and the metaverse in super simple terms? Yeah, so we definitely were seeing a lot of people talking about Web3 during the entire NFT phase. So so right now, where we are with the internet, the, the internet originally Web 1.0 was email, like email and websites, where we had to go to a website and then we'd look at it and then we'd pick up the phone and call. That was Web 1. Web 2 is where we are right now. Social media, uh, Amazon, Google, uh, we can talk back and forth to each other, but it's <laughs> it's centralized. So, you know, this is where we're giving our data to Google right right, right now on YouTube. Mm -hmm. We're right. giving our data to Mark Zuckerberg and, and to Elon. Um, and Web 3 is going to be that decentralization. So it's based on blockchain technology, which incorporates concepts like decentralization, token-based economics. Um, so like I said before, NFTs are those token-based, you know, uh, digital assets. Mm -hmm. So essentially, if I wanted to sell, so I'm a season ticket holder for the Avalanche. And if I wanted to sell my season ticket, a season ticket, um, I could sell it. Like I pay, they're expensive. I pay $110 <laughs> a ticket. Um, so $220 a game. Right. If I want to sell them for $2,000 a game, I get to keep that extra $1,780. Right. But if it was an NFT, it would be on the blockchain and they could put out what their royalties are. So the Colorado Avalanche could say, okay, you can sell it for whatever you want, but we still get 15% of that at every time it sells. So mm -hmm. I could sell it for $2,000 and they'll get 15% of that. Um, they I, Then that person could sell it for $10,000 and they'll get 15% of that. So it allows the person who originally created the content to still have that digital piece of ownership. That's why so many artists and photographers were so excited about NFTs because I can buy, you know, a book right. or whatever. And let's say, yeah, here, I could, you could buy this book, Jeff. And you're like, this was great. I'm done with it. Um, I'd like to sell it to you now, Connor, but I'm going to sell it for $40 instead of <laughs> 20, like I paid. Right. I could still get a portion of that. Yeah. So it allows the creators to still receive a, a portion. And, and that's what that Web3 is doing is allowing people to own their, their assets. And it's going to, allow people to have more of a interconnected uh, experience with one another without having tech giants like Mark Zuckerberg, Elon, you know, Google, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, all of them having, getting a piece of our, our pie by us selling our data. Mm. So does that, is that. Yeah, so <laughs> I, so th that's one of the funny things is because people are like, Oh, you know, Google's charging for me for my Gmail now. And I'm like, they weren't giving it to you just out of the goodness of the heart. Like if, yeah. if you don't, yeah. if you're not paying for something, you are the product, right? Like mm -hmm. you're, you're the product for that. So 
the question I have with this, well, how, how is this web 3.0 and what's going to work on like social media and communities? Like we've kind of been like, Oh, this is bad. Let's talk about some of the, the pluses of this one. Why will companies like invest in this if they don't get a cut of our data? And two, like, how will this like help company? I mean, help communities really blossom maybe. Yeah. Well, I think that the decentralization and we're get we do, I'd go into all this in the book because right mm-hmm. now it's, it probably sounds like I'm speaking, you know, uh, Chinese to you. It's, 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 it's very, it's very different way of thinking, but the decentralization is the thing to be excited about. So in a web three social media world, uh, data and content management would be decentralized. That means that no single entity would have complete control over the alg- uh, over the platform. We have our own algorithms. Like so the mm. users would have greater control over their ownership uh, of their data, their greater control over what they see and the content that they create. Again, we're creating this content right now, Jeff, and I mean you have sponsors for the show. Right. But again, YouTube is YouTube paying you right now? I mean, I yeah. know I'm not, but it's, it's, yeah, no, you know, and so this is where again, like we would have a greater control over what we're releasing and what we're creating, and then also the de- decentralized social media platform would allow people to see the content that they want to see and to build out the con- communities that they want. So a lot of again, we're getting kind of into really high level. Com- uh, Right. speak here. But if you have the communities that are going to be able to be created um, are called DAOs. And with these DAOs, again, you could you could have the decision. It's like having your own board of directors for a project that you're interested in. So if we're familiar with crowdfunding or, um, you know, if. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Kickstarter. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Kickstarter. So anyone that wants to be in that Kickstarter, it would be like a DAO in this decentralized community. And everyone that contributes to it is like the board of directors. Everyone has a say in how the company moves forward. And mm. again, it's it's allowing people to have their voice heard in this Web3 world. And I think that as businesses, why should we be paying attention to this? Well, how is your business going to stand out in this world where people are like, I'm not going to rely on an algorithm. I'm not going to rely on, you know, just being shown whatever you think. I, I ha- You have to actually have people that want to follow you, that want to be in your community and that want to support you and see what you're doing. So that's why I feel that the intentionality of what we're doing in Web 2.0 right now has to be the priority number one, because as the new phase of the internet comes out where people do have a choice and how they show up and how they're deciding to consume content, they have to choose you. They have to choose to want to be a part of your community. And if you're just showing up to create whatever and just a whole bunch of generic, you know, happy holiday graphics or whatever, (laughs) no one's going to care. You know, posting just a post is it's who cares? This is where if you start building like, okay, this is the intentionality of my podcast. This is the intentionality of the way that we're showing up on social media. This is our strategy. Mm. You are going to be set for the next round of the internet. Gotcha. Gotcha. I got a lot to think about. I'm pondering (laughs) so much. Let's talk, you know, pivot into kind of the metaverse itself, right? This sort of alternate reality, right? Um, (laughs) 
I think when people hear that word, they think of two things. They think of this kind of like dystopia sort of thing, like almost like a ready player one kind of scenario. (laughs) We're all in our, our headsets. We're all in there. We're not in the real world. Or they think about that, you know, that video with uh, Mark Zuckerberg when he's talking about, um, and Gail King and they're like just sitting in a boardroom and it's like the most awkward thing ever. He's like, well, this is it. This is what, this is what you do. You're like, what is going on? This is so awkward. I love that video. But I think that that's how people see those two things. It's either like, what's it for? Or it's going to ruin everything. The truth always somewhere in the middle for the most part. But when we talk about intentionality with, with social media and and things like that, Katie, how do you see, you know, basic social media functions being done either with the help of the metaverse or just in the metaverse in general. Yeah, like you said, it's super weird and awkward seeing uh, <laughs> seeing that video. <laughs> but Jeff, I'm sure you probably can attest this too. With Being awkward? Yes, there, all the time. Oh, It is so cool. When you're there, like being a third person, you know, watching it, it's kind of like, meh, this is weird and awkward. But when you're in it, it's like, man, this is so real. Like, so I have a uh, a Star Wars game where I get to tr- Darth Vader trains me. Oh yeah, uh, I played it. It's fun. Vader, uh, like uh, immortal, isn't it? Isn't it that what it yes, is? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. And like, yeah. you get to like, you know, fly the plane and right. stuff. And I'm sure I look ridiculous. Luckily, my husband has never said anything like, oh God, <laughs> there she is. Like, don't, I mean, like, I'll hit the ceiling with my yeah. hands and stuff. Yeah. But you feel like you're there, and like, you'll be walking up to look over the edge, and it mm-hmm. feels. I'm still in my living room, but the metaverse, these, these 3d games, these immersive experiences, I guess the best way to put it is if the guys that control so much of the internet and the way that we are connecting and showing up and building community and giving our time, uh, you know, I saw a report earlier that (laughs) 25% of teens ages 13 to 17, uh, spend eight hours a day or more on social media. That's a lot. Um, every day. And if they're spending that much time just scrolling, imagine what it's like with we they can actually get together with their friends and they can go play games and they can do this and they can go watch movies. The, The guys with all the money, they're investing within it they're trying to navigate new ways of building community and learning all this. I feel like the guys with all the money are spending, are spending time and efforts on it. We need to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you talked about, I mean, it's hard to explain 3d until you've tried it on until you've put those glasses on and what you said, and uh, looked over the edge of something. Uh, I remember the first time I was able to put on um, the the Oculus and walk around my old hometown. Like I just used Google. They had a Google street thing. And I walked down the road that I used to walk to when I walked to school and it, Oh, it was, I teared up a little bit. I'm not, I mean, because it felt, and it was like in the fall and the trees and I'm like, it was amazing. So when people experience those kind of things or even strapping in and like, I can fly X wing in the X wing fighter game. I mean, Oh my gosh, it's, if you're a star Wars guy, Oh my gosh, it's amazing. So, I mean, you have to experience those. And I think as it slowly, and that's why I talked about Apple before with their new headset, uh, vision pro, I think it's what it's called or something like that. Anyway. Um, when people start like, Hey, try this on, that's when it's going to be like, until you experience it, you really, you can't talk about it. it nobody will mm-hmm. believe you until you strap that thing on and, and start, um, 
you know, experiencing that virtual world. So a couple, I want to kind of switch a little bit because I know Gary has a great point. He goes, I'm a nonplussed about web three. And I get that Gary. Yeah. A lot of people are, you know, the whole bit, a lot of times NFTs get lumped into Bitcoin and that kind of has a negative connotation. The stuff for artists and being able to own something digitally and then resell it and the value go to you, like Katie was saying, that was, uh, that's pretty cool. But people have tried this stuff like Adam Curry. We're both podcasters. He's like the pod father is what they call him. He's like the original podcaster. He's experimenting with NFTs for his podcast to, to listen and do subscriptions with. And, you know, depending on who you ask, it's working or it's not working. So what are some challenges and even opportunities for marketers in this, in this landscape? Like what should we kind of go like, Oh, let's wait and see. And then what should we go? Like, you know, I'm seeing these rich folks throw some money down. Maybe I should, you know, start, you know, hosting something in the metaverse. I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts on the challenges and opportunities for marketers? I think that for right now, you should absolutely spend the time learning about this new technology. I'm not saying to go out and take a second mortgage on your house to (laughs) buy a bunch of, you know, digital tokens. However, now is the time to learn. Now is your time to become an early adopter so that you can understand what the evolutions are going to be so that you're ready for these changes when they come out. So that, again, with AI, we saw how fast that moved through 2023. We went from just simple prompts to now building out artwork and, you know, creating digital clones. We saw how fast that happened in just a year. And every time we put something into ChatGPT, it's learning. Yeah. So, I think that we're giving an given an opportunity right now to to learn and to be an early adopter. Don't worry about going out and creating your own metaverse. But I do think if you have the opportunity to try on some right. goggles, it's you know an Oculus, try it. Learn how it's being used because you could be like my friend where she's like, yeah, my I I'm a new I got a CMO position and I had no idea. Every Wednesday we meet in the metaverse for our team call. You know, I've never used these before, and she's trying to figure. So I mean, learn these technologies because it's it's going to be happening more and more because again, the the guys with all the money in tech are investing in this space and they're trying to move us along through this journey. Mm-hmm. We saw this with with Facebook groups. I mean, they spent how much, how many millions of dollars right. on ads during the Super Bowl to introduce us to Facebook groups. And we're all like, oh, that seems silly. Why would I want to hang out with a bunch of strangers on the internet, on Facebook? How many people, I mean, there's right. millions of groups now. I'm in a ton of them. Right. So think about all the different groups that you're a part of. And when it first came out, it seemed weird. But yeah. if you were one of those early adopters that made a, a group and now you have, you know, over a hundred thousand people in it, you have a very lucrative opportunity. Yeah. So Gary, Gary goes, um, I just can't picture myself hanging out with a pair of goggles. So listen, Gary, I know you're a um, musician and like, there's a thing now that I've done with my Oculus using the augmented reality is I can sit down in front of my piano and I'm always trying to become a better piano player. And it actually maps my keyboard and actually, you know how you see those those streaming videos on YouTube where you see the the lights come down and they're playing it's, you can learn how to play with just the same way by looking at your keyboard. It's like all mapped out with augmented reality and you can learn how to play songs 
that way. It is amazing. So stuff like that, until you can experience it, like I said, it's just really, really hard to, you know, verbalize and, and explain the emotion and the cool stuff you can do. Um, do you guys think that because of AI, you we were able to like as soon as AI came out, we were able to all go there, type in a prompt and see this stuff amazingly happen, like spit out like a, a, a rap for Connor and his um, his small little apartment and microphone like he could do that like right now. So we saw yeah. it instantaneously. And I think that's why AI took off the metaverse. I feel is kind of like. I said, you have to experience it. You know, I mean, uh, we, I, we have some lawyer friends. I know, you know, as well that they do all their, he's the metaverse lawyer. He like meets with clients in the metaverse. Um, and that kind of stuff is cool. So I think it's coming. It's just, they got to not look like a, you can't look like a nerd with walking around and, you know, I have a, I have a, um, at my old office, there was an architect that was the the office next to me and he would take all of his clients through their building in the metaverse. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's, there's more to it than just like getting together on zoom calls. There, there's a lot of saber all the time. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I, I, there's so much stuff and I, I hope everybody go to your best buy and just, you know, wipe it down first because and, and, you know, and put them on and, and, and take it out. So uh, this next section, I want to jump, make sure we have plenty of time to talk about because you have a lot of these mentioned in your book. Um, oh, really quick. Uh, Gary did have a great point and I'm part of this group. He, Mark Schaefer does have a thriving community uh, that collaborated on a book. And he also is big on the metaverse. I've gone to uh, speaking events inside wearing my Oculus that Mark Schaefer has done. He's got a great discord uh, community as well. So yeah Gary. and discord is a social is a social platform that's in a decentralized world so i mean yeah yeah that's one example so so but back to your you do a lot of these strategies in your book and i want to have plenty of time to talk about that so um what are what are some key strategies for leveraging social media for business success today so let's talk about today what's working you mentioned community and i have a feeling you're going to talk about that but what would you when you come on, have a new client come on and say, listen, I have this flower shop. Uh, I need to, I know I need to be on social media. What do I do? What do you tell them? I think that the biggest thing for social media right now with where we are in this web two world, which I feel like we'll be in for a while Mm -hmm. is intention. And when you go in with intention, that's how you build your community. And I feel like we're, we've been hearing more, more, more. You, well, you're not seeing success because you're not posting enough. You're not on TikTok. You're not posting this. You're not doing that. It's your fault. <laughs> but really, when you know who you're creating content for and you're going in with intention, you don't need to be on social media all the time. That's, that's where, you know, you said in my introduction, teaching people how to be online with just, in just one hour a week. This is where if you're creating the content specifically for your ideal client and customer, you're answering the questions that they have, but they didn't even know that they had yet. That's what's going to build out your community. And everyone has different social media platforms. And and one of the first things that I do when I do onboard a new client is we get off of a lot of them. Most of my clients I have on two platforms and that's it. 
And a lot of them are like, wait, I've been talking to another social media agency and they said that they'll post every day on all the platforms. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But that's just kind of a splatter approach. Right. You know, you have to consider there's different ways to post on every platform. On LinkedIn, there's LinkedIn articles, there's LinkedIn newsletters, there's LinkedIn live, there's LinkedIn audio events, there's you know carousel posts, there's polls, there's single images. I mean, there's a ton of ways to create content on that one platform. And if you're just creating, just to create and hoping that your, your people will reach out and say, okay, yeah, sign me up, get, here's my money, then you're dreaming. <laughs> I mean, right. it's it's the same strategy of like hoping that your video will go viral and that that's going to take your business to the next level. It's it's going viral is not a business strategy. So when you go in with intention and that's that's what I would like everybody to do in 2024 is have the word intention be your word, because when that that's the goal for your social media is the intentionality behind it. Is this a question that your audience is even asking? What is the goal for this post? Do I want awareness? Do I want engagement? Do I want people to share it? Do I want thought leadership? If you know what the goal is of the post and you're intentional with the messaging, you don't need to post so much. You can show up just a few times a week because every time you post, your ideal clients, your community is there to support you. They're like, ah, here she is. Here she is. She always has such great advice. Oh, she always makes those weird faces in her videos. What's she going to do now? You know, you're, <laughs> right. you're building out, you're building out your community. And so I think that um, in the book, I, I, I get into different strategies that you can use for each platform to show up with intention. Um, and that's going to be, I think, the that's going to be your, your secret sauce for building out your business um, using social media as that f number one free marketing tool um, as you continue growing your business and you're not going to have to just turn into a content creator that's posting all the time. I have a social media agency, but <laughs> I don't want to be on social media every day. I right. want to focus on, I want to yeah, focus right. on growing a business. Well, you talk about an hour a day, like, so this, this pod, this an show, hour a, an hour a week. So this show is a, a, a podcast, right? And, uh, and a yeah. live show. I get most all my content that goes across all my channels from this one show. It's just, yep. it's kind of the thing. So it can be done. And this book that Katie has, has a ton of great ideas and options in this. And, and, and Kira agrees with you. She says, you are so right. It's not build it and they will come. It's provide value and they will engage. Ooh, oh, that should be on a t-shirt. Kira. Yeah. That's really, really good. Should. Yeah, yeah. Kira, make a t-shirt and say yeah. that. <laughs> that's right. that's a, Kira's that's great. great. She's a great social media person and, and, and a video editor as well. So she's thanks Kira for stopping by. Um, Connor, you had a question as we yeah. kind of start wrapping it up. You know, we, we talked about one thing about how it's almost important to become a kind of a media company or you need a media company wing for your marketing when it comes to social media and you do it effectively. You don't have to be posting all the time, like you were saying, Katie, but that can still be daunting to people who are already, you know, so uh, uh, don't know where to start with just regular social media posting or engagement or whatever it is. When it comes to that balance between actually creating content and engaging with your community on platforms like Facebook and Instagram today, how do people, businesses find that balance between creating stuff and just engaging with their community? That's a great question, Connor. And I think that with when you're deciding what social media platforms you need to be on, look at one, 
what platforms what platforms do you enjoy consuming yeah. content on because if you're me i'm not on tiktok i i short form video is one it's hard for me mm-hmm. as you can tell i'm a little long-winded but short form video is hard for me but two when i'm watching it I typically have two little girls that are like, mom, what are you doing? What are you watching? What's that? What is that? What's that noise? Can I see it? And so I'm like, look, turn yeah. that off. But give me a good old fashioned carousel post on Instagram. I don't care if it's three days old, I'm all in. Mm, so, I mean, yeah. all these platforms have different ways of creating content and showing up. How do you enjoy consuming the content? How do you enjoy creating it? And if you say like, like I said, I'm, like, I'm not going to do a short form video because I just it, the, I like TikTok because you need to have a lot of it. You need to be on it all the time. So I know I'm. it's not it's not the right platform for me. So you know which platforms your ideal client is on and which ones you enjoy consuming because you do need to be on these platforms. You can't just create it and expect magic to happen. The magic, guys, secret, the magic happens when you engage. The, yeah. mm-hmm. it, all of it happens in the outbound engagement. So yeah. I spend, you know, most of the time in the carpool lane. That's when I spend <laughs> my time engaging on these platforms or like right before bed. I'll just spend 10 minutes going through and engaging on my ideal clients posts. Yeah. I comment, I know the hashtags that they're using and I'll find them and I will just go and be like, oh my gosh, this is such a great idea. Thanks for sharing. Now they come over to my page, see the valuable content that I've shared I'm like, oh, I want to follow her. And I'm building out my community with the right people. Mm-hmm. That is some great strategies. And by the way, do not forget to go and get Katie's book uh, at her website. And I got one more final question about that. But I wanted, uh, before we we go away, to not forget about the cool thing that Ecamm's doing. They also sponsor the show, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. But they've got this amazing giveaway going on right now. Five more days. There's all sorts of prize packages uh, there. I think they're giving away two of the packages and you can sign up by going to ecam.tv forward slash seasons dash streaming. Five days left. There are multiple ways to enter. You'll get my course. You'll get, I mean, if you win, you get a, uh, the Ozbot. So many things. Go check out the prize package at ecam.tv forward slash seasons dash streaming. And Katie, for this last question, um, when we're talking about your book and let me pull up your book there. So if you guys aren't, if you're just listening to the podcast, it's Katie Brinkley and that's B-R-I-N-K-L-E-Y. Katie is spelled with C-A-T-I-E.com forward slash book. That's where you can get all. K-A-T-I-E. Did I say it wrong? You said C, but K, yeah. Jeff C. It's it's just natural. Yeah. C A T I E Brinkley.com forward slash book. That's where you can find uh all this stuff. We just barely scratched the surface of the amazing content she's got there. Make sure you go check that out. But I would want to ask kind of a, a wrap up. Do you have any like really great case studies or examples of some social media strategy that you have in your book that you'd like to share kind of as we close things out? I one of the my favorite uh studies, things I share in the book is in chapter eight. Um, and it is how you can show up more intentionally on social media by posting less. Um, that's my favorite chapter. And that's the one that's definitely gotten a lot of positive feedback from, from people who have read the book so far, but there's a number of case studies in there from people, uh, Alex Sanfilippo, the mm-hmm. CEO and co-founder of Podmatch, on how he's been able to build a community around his business because his community 
has is his business and yeah. he focuses 100% on yeah, I'm on social media, but I'm posting on social media to build my community to talk about how this person is making a difference on Podmatch and sharing his his community members wins as his own. And and by doing that, I feel like what he's done is allowed people to see, oh, well so and so was able to do this. I can do that too. Or I, you know, I had no idea that this was even an option. And he's positioned himself as kind of their I was going to say leader of their community, but I've been, wa I watched escaping twin flames and now I feel like saying <laughs> leader is sounds like cultish, but he's positioned himself, you know, as that thought leader within that community um, that's helping guide people along their, their podcasting journey. And I really believe that when you show up intentionally online, that's how the community building happens. And that's how you're going to be able to see success for your business now and in the future. Mm. Good stuff there. Um, wow, Katie. So I, we could go and dive into your book for another hour. Um, uh, once again, katiebrinkley.com forward slash book. Make sure you guys go check that out. I'd appreciate it if you'd go. And then like when it comes out on Amazon, give her a good rating review. That makes a big difference um, for authors and podcasters. Oh, Katie, where can, I know you have a podcast. Tell them about your podcast where they can listen to as well. Yeah. So um, you can check out my podcast. It's called Rocky Mountain Marketing and episodes come out every Tuesday and Thursday. And Mr. Jeff C is going to be on in another couple of weeks here um, talking all about the script and AI. Uh, so be sure to check out his episode. But yeah, every every Tuesday and Thursday, you can catch the latest episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing where I talk all the latest social media trends and uh, kind of keep you up to date on how to navigate this crazy world of social media that's constantly changing. I mean, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, he's given, he <laughs> never ceases to give me enough content or things every to talk week. about. Yeah. Every week. And, um, Rich Watts says thought provoking show today. Thank you all. Thank you, Rich, for showing up and listening. Appreciate you, my friend, Connor Brown, where can people find out about the amazing unsinkable Connor Brown? The Unsinkable Connor Brown is at WDWOpinion.com and at WDWOpinion across all social handles. Hey, you know what a great Christmas gift is? The gift of a Disney vacation. And I can help <laughs> you plan that. Reach out. Let's get her done. Yes, I can uh, attest to Connor's skills. He helped us when we went there um, for a, a trip and was able to do some cool stuff. And I was texting Connor like, hey, what should I do? What can I get on this ride? What should I? And, and he was very kind and pointed us in the right direction. So his he has some great insider tips and services. So make sure you check him out at WDWOpinion.com. Thank you guys so much for showing up today. Gary saying great show this week. Really enjoyed it. Rocky Mountain Marketing. He's got it. He's going to be a new listener. And Kira says great show. Can't wait to check out Katie's book. Yeah, yeah. don't forget to check out her book at katiebrinkley.com forward slash book. Thanks for you guys for watching. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for Ecamm for sponsoring this show. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Cam. With that, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great one. Bye now. Social Media News Live.